0: You are listening to Quality Time, a podcast designed to support Nebraskan providers through their journey with Step Up to Quality. I am your host, Colleen Schmidt. Get ready to listen as we prepare to elevate each other as we step up to quality. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I am speaking with Cindy Molina and three of our Quality Foundation's participants. Our goal for this podcast is to share a bit about what quality foundations is and how maybe having some early coaching can help you to better serve children and families in your care. This one will be fun because we do have a panel. I love it when we get multiple guests on our podcast. So I want to start off by asking our panel to introduce themselves. So for each panel member, I would love for you to share with us where you're from, what you do, and why do you enjoy doing what you do, which I hope you enjoy doing what you do. It's kind of a slanted (laughs) question there, but where are you from, what you do? and why you enjoy it. So Rhonda, if you could start us off.
1: All right, Um, I'm Rhonda Tram and I am from King King's Early Learning Center in Omaha. And I am the director here. Um, I've been here for almost three years. And um, what do I do? Well, as we know, a director does everything. So from (laughs) stepping into a classroom to everything. Um, Why do I enjoy doing what I do? I have had a lot of different roles in early childhood from being um, a coach and a teacher and um, directors at other centers, assistant directors, different things. And I enjoy it because I enjoy building the relationships with the staff Mm -hmm. And um, trying to help them uh, improve their skills. And so kind of doing some, you know, coaching with them myself. So, and I enjoy the kids. I enjoy building relationships. So that's pretty much why I do it. I love it, Rhonda.
0: And Rhonda and I have had our paths crossed many years ago. How many years have
1: you been in the field, Rhonda? In early childhood? Oh my gosh, since 1992. yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
0: I love it. And I love that you shared that you wore a bunch of different hats and now being in that director role, you still see yourself as coach. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I think a lot of directors can relate to that. Yeah. That's still a big part of what you do is supporting and building up your team.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. It is. Thanks for sharing, Rhonda. Okay. Tasha, if you could do the same thing, tell us where you're from, what you do. Why do you enjoy doing what you do?
2: Well, hello, I'm Tasha McNeil, and I am here I'm from Omaha, Nebraska, and my center is located here in Omaha, Nebraska, and it's called Brilliant Brains Learning Center. I am the owner slash director um, of the center. I don't like to even put the owner part out there because I just like to, to get in there and I'm in the classrooms just like the staff, like my staff are. So we support each other. Um, The most time I get to sit in my office is normally when I'm on Zoom meetings. But most of the time I am out here um, rocking babies or supporting the staff, supporting my parents, um, the kids. um, You know, um, sometimes you put out fires, but I just love being um, that person that they can come to as mm-hmm. far as like a, a parent, if they have a concern or just about the development of their child or just just anything. I'm, I'm just here. I'm an opening I'm a listening ear for them all the time. And so just with this pandemic here and, and the children, I just know that they need a lot of care and a lot of support, and so does our staff too. So um, that's why I'm here and that's why I continue to do what I do.
1: Ooh,
0: Tasha, you brought up such a good point. Not only do the kids and the families need support, especially from what has been happening the last three years, but your team, your staff, like we all are, we've all been through some things and really supporting and guiding. And it sure sounds like you're very hands-on with what you do. I like how you mentioned you, you're rocking the babies. (laughs) That's a job perk. Oh yeah. (laughs) Lovely. Thank you, Tasha. And then Sheree, same thing. Where are you
3: from, what you do, why do you enjoy doing what you do? Um, My name is Sheree. I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. My childcare center is Generation Z Learning Center, and I am the director um, at Generation Z Learning Center. I uh, oversee all the daily activities, make sure that the classrooms are running smoothly, make sure that the building doesn't burn down, <laughs> yeah. make sure that you know everybody is doing their job and on top of what they're supposed to do to make sure that the kids are getting taken care of daily. Yeah. Um, I enjoy doing this because I feel like I have the most important job in the world, <laughs> and that's uh, shaping the minds of our future. Um, I feel like uh, kids are like sponges. Everything starts from the ground up. Uh, what you put into them early on is what they're going to take into the rest of their life, and hopefully you're putting all good things into them. So that's what I pretty much do, make sure that my teachers are putting the good stuff into the kids.
0: Uh, that's a really good way to describe What you do is helping to make sure that there's good, good stuff happening into our little sponges so that they take that with them. That's that's awesome. Very good. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks, panel, for introducing yourselves. And then finally, last but not least, Cindy. Cindy, can you do kind of the same thing, like tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and also tell them what your role is? with Quality Foundations, and then a secondary part I want you to talk about is what is Quality Foundations? Like, what's this all about?
4: Okay. I'm Cindy Molina, and I come from Deering, Nebraska. So, a shout out to Western Nebraska. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I have been a coach for the last eight years for Step Up to Quality. Um, before that, I have been a site facilitator, uh, director that uh, worked with Head Start and Early Head Start. I've been in the early childhood field for probably about forty years. Mm-hmm. So, it is a passion. It is a passion. It is like <laughs> a. It. I feel like it's a
0: lifelong. I don't know how to even describe it. Like a lifelong learning. Yeah, a well, lifelong <laughs> learning. For sure. But like almost like this calling, like this, like this siren call that a lot of us feel like we've known for a long time that this is who we are and what we do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And shout out to Western
4: Nebraska. That's right. That's way <laughs> wet, Cindy. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> so my role is. Um, Like I said, I was I've been a coach for the last eight years. Um, The thing that I like being a coach is developing those relationships with the providers um, and the programs, you know, working with not only directors, but teachers uh, in the classroom, just developing those relationships and watching people grow, um, improve, enhance what they do. Um, just watching them them thrive and under you know getting to know what what quality looks like. Everybody has some of that understanding and and there's different states of quality. So it's just it's neat to see which which way people want to grow um, and develop their their programs. So that's what I love doing.
0: That's amazing. And I I love that you're mentioning what they want to focus on as far as quality and defining that. I think that's an important part for listeners to understand. We've mentioned it on previous podcasts, like there is not (laughs) going to be someone coming in and dictating to you. You must now this now that it really is a partnership of, well, what do you want to work on? What are you you know interested in so, Cindy, tell us a little bit what is quality foundations? Like, what, what, why are we having you all on here? Like, what's this all about? Well,
4: um, step up to quality. Um, we had found that a lot of providers and programs wanted to have earlier coaching, and we didn't start individual coaching until step two. Um, so they were wanting a little bit something, you know, some. excuse me, information, um, kind of that mentorship, you know, Mm -hmm. someone to bounce things off of before they got to step two. Um, so we took, um, the rating readiness tool or rating readiness form and took and looked at that and broke it down and said, okay, if we had a had them come together and we just went over kind of like looking over a contract, I guess, if you will, Mm -hmm. um, so that you can look at, you know, okay, what is it that we're asking and how can I prove that I do that quality? What is the evidence? So basically it is breaking down the five standards of step up to quality along with looking at each indicator, and evidence for that indicator. And so that's what quality foundations is. Um, My role in that is to basically just come on and um, over, you know, I break it down, get there, you know, and just oversee, you know, what it is and ask, and if they have any questions their questions and try to try to get it to where they they understand it so which isn't too hard it's pretty pretty basic i think and so for about 40 minutes 30 40 minutes that's what we do uh each session break down um a standard one or two standards and we go through each indicator and evidence how often do you all meet we met uh once a week Uh, For six weeks. Wow. That's awesome. Okay. That gives us
0: kind of an overall picture of what is going on and why we've invited you. I think what is important for listeners to understand is that it really is this kind of more guidance on what to do before you get to that step two and that coach. Is that right, Cindy? Am I kind of summarizing that a little bit? You go over the standards, you're you're going through the indicators. You're starting to brainstorm. Well, what evidence do we have that we're meeting that? Is that is that accurate? My kind of that. Them? That's right on. That is right on with it. So yes. Well, yeah. awesome. Okay. Well, let's let's kind of talk about it a little bit. Let's jump in. Uh, let's talk about the process. So Cindy mentioned that you're really going through that. Rating Readiness Form and using that as a way to kind of guide you through the Quality Foundations process. So how does the form help you? And I'll just kind of open it up to the panel. Was it intimidating at first? Has it felt a little bit better? Who would like to speak on that?
1: I can. Um, I don't think it was intimidating, um, but... With some of the experience I've had, um, I've been at two other centers who entered Step Up to Quality at a level three because they had NAEYC accreditation. So with this center, we're starting from the very beginning and so hadn't really known the process of of getting all of this done. Um, and so, so working from the very beginning was very interesting for me and trying to put some of those pieces together that I know we do and we already have, but trying to get the staff to also to see and understand why we're doing it and hoping to get a coach so they can listen to someone besides me because (laughs) I'm always saying, Hey, we're going to do step up to quality. We're going to do this. And, and this is why we're doing it. And, and so for me, it was um, just a little different beginning from, you know, where I've ever been before. So
0: I think that's a really good point to make Rhonda. Thanks for sharing that. And also about the, the staff buy-in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Isn't it funny when mama tells you something and you're like, yeah, yeah, mama, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then someone else comes in, says the same thing that mama's been saying for, you know, months and months, and then it clicks and it's like, oh, and I, I do not to make it sound like our coaches or mama coming in telling you what, but you, do you know what I mean, Rhonda, is that, is that, does that resonate? I, do. with that?
1: I definitely do. Cause I can say, oh my gosh, I love this activity in your classroom. And this is a good, you know, and, and why are you doing it? And they kind of like, well, cause I thought it'd be fun. And I'd say, oh, well, let's look at, you know, standards and here. This is, you know, um, this is one of the good reasons why we're doing it. And this is such, you know, a great developmental for, you know, your two-year-olds or whatever it is. And and then, and then when I've had other people come in and, and do some trainings and they're like, oh, you guys are doing this. This is great. And they're like, yeah. oh, we're doing this. And so then it's like, oh yeah, maybe I, yeah, there's a reason behind it. I know.
0: And I think that it just feels very validating to, to have someone alongside you as a director or an owner um, who's going to support you and what you have been trying to support your teachers with. Like I do, I do see that as part of the role as a of a coach when they join that process. So
4: yeah,
0: yeah. thanks for sharing that, Rhonda. That's yes. great. Miss uh, Cherie or Tasha, do either one of you want to add anything to what we were just talking about there?
3: For me, it was kind of like um, crossing my T's, dying my eyes. Just going back, double checking and, you know, um, making sure that we are a quality center and implementing things where things need to be implemented at. You know, the, re- uh, the ready readiness form is very helpful just to, you know, double check your own self, double check your own work.
0: Yeah. Crossing my T's and dotting my I's. That's a good way to look at that. Yep. Thank you, Cherie. I think that's true. Um, w- what about the the was there any nervousness from anyone with joining the step up to quality journey did quality foundations help to put anyone at ease to continue on with the journey or give them a little bit additional support and if so if you can share a little bit on how that happened
2: go ahead miss tasha i think having that is really important especially when you don't really know which way to go um and and um it's like when you first start off you have the checklist inside of neck first to get to one and two but then it's like okay here's three th- okay okay so I okay now what do I need to do and it's and it just eased it a little bit for asking those questions because some of my things are just a little bit it's a little complicated you know so, um, sitting there at the end of the meetings and I got to, you know, bounce some things off of Cindy and and ask her questions at the end of the meetings that we had. She tried to help me put things into perspective, like, okay, maybe if you do this instead of this, you know, that could probably help you. I'm like, oh, okay. So I don't have to do all seven of the, no, you know, just, I, I think that she just really helped me to understand it in a way, um, For me, because like for having a CDA and in school for early childhood and having a, you know, do I mark this off? Do I mark this? So, yeah, I really appreciate the help that I received um, with this process.
0: Uh, Cindy, does that make your coaching heart feel super happy?
4: (laughs) Yes, it does. (laughs) It always feels good to get that feedback saying what we've, you know, that we've helped. And so, yeah.
0: Oh, I love that. I think a big benefit of what you're also doing with quality foundations is networking and not just networking, but maybe intentionally collaborating with each other. Does anyone want to talk a little bit about if you've found that you've made connections with other like type programs? For example, everyone on this podcast today, you all are center directors. And in fact, you're in Omaha so even more collaboration. Does anyone want to speak about a little bit about the connections?
2: I think that we all should make connections because it's really important, especially, and and I don't ever want to look at it as competition at all because, you know, I, I may talk to Cherie one day, like, hey, I don't have any space at my center. Do you have space at your center for these three kids or something like that? I feel like to know that other people are going through the same things and that they're striving for, um, a higher level of quality for their centers. I think that's going to be awesome in what we're doing. Yeah. Um, Tasha,
0: I think that's so true. I love that you're bringing up that point of, it's not competition. It's, These are my colleagues. We've heard that before on this podcast with family providers, um, actually in Western Nebraska, who are like, they are not my competition. They They are my colleagues. Like if I just what you're saying, Tasha, like if I don't have space and I have to turn a family away, it's it's that's devastating, not only for the family, but for you as that director. I know you don't want to do that. Um, But knowing that, oh, I can just send you over to Cherie. And I know that Cherie is also on the same mission and she wants quality care in her program. So go check out her. I think that's a beautiful way to look at it. Anyone else
4: want to speak about the connections or collaborating instead of competing? You know, for me as a coach and being out in western Nebraska, it has really I like having those connections back in Omaha. And seeing, you know, what they're doing um, out there. Um, and it also, you know, the thing, the nice thing about it is, is if they had a family that was moving to mm-hmm. Western Nebraska, they could always say, hey, you know, you can go on, you can find another step up to, you can find uh, a step up to quality um, center or provider in Western Nebraska or any cross anywhere across the state by looking that up. so. Yep.
0: My uh, sister had a baby. Oh, she's last spring. So she's a little bit older, but when she had that baby, guess where I told her to go look, I was like, get on, step up to quality. <laughs> look, and go check out because that's how you can identify where we might have some, you know, quality care happening and people who are dedicated to to be better for kids, I think is what it really just comes down to.
1: Uh, Rhonda, any other thoughts on that? Um, no, I think it's just, yeah, finding, finding the people to collaborate with and, and, and talk to. and And, and I'm a, I'm a church center. And so I have other, other centers who are like me that we do the same thing, kind of that, hey, do you have any two-year-old space? Do you have any preschool space left for, you know, for next school year or for right now even? So um, so it's that that different. And the centers, some of the other centers I work with are also step up to quality and working on that too. So mm-hmm. comparing those kinds of things, yeah. Yeah,
0: I think that's such a great way to kind of look at what we're doing with Step Up to Quality and what we're doing across the state. Cindy, you also made a good point about, you know, if there are families that are moving to another area and I have relationships with teachers in that area, I'm going to directly seek them out or programs or providers or, you know, centers. I'm going to directly connect with those connections and be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So we talked about some of the benefits already. We talked about this direct kind of, I can ask Cindy Molina from NDE some questions and she can answer them for me and give me really good feedback and ideas. So we talked about that as a benefit. We talked about um, the collaboration that you get to have with other like type programs in our state. What other benefits have you seen from being part of quality foundations?
3: I think, I just feel like I, we're all in this together. We, Mm -hmm. Rome wasn't built in a day. We're Mm -hmm. all striving for quality. And it's just nice to know that you're not alone. You know, you're, you're trying to figure it out. You're trying to have a great center and you know that there's other providers out there trying to have, do the same as you. I, I think that's a benefit for me that, you know, I don't have it all figured out, but then there's, there's help. There's somebody that's overseeing saying, yes, I'll help you become a quality provider.
0: Yeah. And no one expects you to have it all figured out. And what you just said, Cherie, about we're so much, we're in it together. We are not alone. Rome wasn't built in a day. (laughs) Yes to all it. Like no one expects you to, you know, start your journey with step up to quality and immediately be a step five. Like that's not the expectation. It's really about growth um and collaborating and feeling like you're part of community here across the state in Nebraska it's not this competition stuff it's more about being together that's such a great way to look at it I love that any other benefits that any of you have seen from being part of the quality foundations coaching
1: I think too We have parents who come and tour and look at our centers and um, I always talk to them about, you know, we are, this is where we are on step up to quality. We're working on, you know, moving up. We have things that we're doing um, to make our center a quality center along with Uh, you know, the kind of education we're giving our teachers and the training and things like that so that they know that we are working on becoming the best center that, you know, we can possibly be with, you know, the constraints that all of us have with our facilities, with um, our staff. And so that, you know, our staff are are gaining Um, learning experiences, new experiences, training, um, all kinds of things to, to continue to increase the quality of our centers. Yeah, it
0: really is all about increasing quality. And if you start seeing it more as this opportunity for professional development and growth, not just for your staff, but for yourself as either the owner or the director, or if you're in in-home provider, really seeing it as this opportunity just to become better. Like when I asked you all at the beginning of the podcast, why do you love doing what you do? Your voices light up. (laughs) You love talking about that. So we know we're all really passionate about what our why is, thinking about our how in terms of, you know, professional development, growth, collaboration, Just being on the journey, not having to be perfect, right? (laughs) You know, it's nobody is perfect. No center, no program, no setting is going to be perfect all the time. But it's that desire to jump back in and strive for quality care for kids. Yes. Thanks for sharing that, Rhonda. A way that we've been ending our podcast this season is to talk a little bit about self-care with our providers. Uh, the three panelists on this podcast today are center directors. I and Cindy, you're a coach and a leader and all of that too, you have leadership yes. roles. So all everybody on here is, has a leadership role in some capacity. I think, and the, this is my assumption that I'm gonna make, but I feel like when you're looking at self-care, and let's say I'm looking center-wide, the one who has the least amount of self-care is usually in a leadership role. Usually, not always, I'm going to generalize. (laughs) What what I want you all to share a little bit about, if you're comfortable, is what do you do? How do you do it all? Because you said that you wear a lot of hats and you're doing all the things. You are not hands-off. You're in there feeding babies. Helping toddlers with breakfast, filling in when you know someone needs a sub, like you're hands-on. How are you making sure that you're also putting yourselves on the list to help take care of yourself in order to take care of everybody else? What do y'all do?
1: There are some days I just shut the door to my office and say I'm not available for an hour or two. Yeah. Just to be able to stop and sort my brain out of what's going on and what I need to do next. So those kinds of things, or just even what do I need to do right now? Um, But also a day off or, you know, plan vacation. So my staff know the first week of May I'm going to be gone and I won't be reachable, but there are assistant director and, and an office manager who are very capable and very knowledgeable of everything that goes on here so um so if it's some some me time just to be able to do that
0: i think that's so important i think it's so hard to do too, rhonda like it to, is i think i do <laughs> i empathize uh to shut your door and be like nope just even for even for 15 minutes mm-hmm. to say i yeah. i need to regroup it's too much yep taking that me time awesome i love that
3: that's a great strategy uh Cherie what do you do for self-care um for self-care it's kind of an overall thing at the daycare or at your learning center should I say because I definitely don't like to call myself a daycare because I'm a learning center <laughs> <laughs> but um we kind of have team build- team builder meetings where sometimes we step outside the center and all get together and get to know each other outside the center mm-hmm. and um we do things together that you know we we learn each other outside that center where we're able to laugh. We're able to be more like a family. We also have worksheets that we do. Um, we we get stressed out um, to help identify your stressors, to figure out things that might alleviate it, to uh, do you need to delegate something that you're doing to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We just kind of take care of each other. If we notice um, mm-hmm. one, one person is getting stressed Um, We just kind of step in. It's a family run business. So we kind of know each other really well. They know when I'm stressed. I know when they're stressed and we just we do something to make each other laugh and just have fun.
0: Yeah, I love how you're bringing in peer Mm -hmm. team building as a form of self-care because no one wants to go to work where they don't feel valued, Mm -hmm. respected or like that they belong there. Mm And I think it's something that you have to work on, um, as a center, like that's, that's constant work. It doesn't mean we're all going to be absolute best friends, but it means we're going to be professionals. It means that we can go out together and do team building and just kind of relax with each other and, uh, be part of that. So I, I love that you're bringing that up, Cherie. That's a really good form of,
3: building wide or center wide self-care.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've been
3: doing it for 13 years now. And I have um some employees that's been with me for 13 years. So it's I bet working. you do.
0: I think it is working. <laughs> that is a testament when you have when you have people that stick around with you like yes. that. That that's a climate and culture thing. If you set up a positive work climate, positive work, work culture, you're more likely to have um teachers who will stick with you. So I think that's Absolutely. very true. Yeah, very good. Uh, Tasha,
2: would you like to share anything about self-care? Self-care is something that I struggle with. I do as myself personally. Um, I My office used to be open. I used to have like a window where they can come talk to me. Mm-hmm. I finally just had to put like shutters, like a little thing to close off my door my window so that way I can actually get work done without being um bothered and it just got done like on Sat on Sunday. <laughs> so I came back to work like yay um my saying here sometimes is I can't work at work so if it's if it's for me when I have to if I have to do paperwork or different things like that sometimes I have to take it home because I didn't have the space to do it because I make myself so available to everyone. If that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's it's getting to the point that I'm like, okay, you guys, let's we have to figure this out. We all have to work together. We do do the same things. We do do outings on the outside, um, whether it be um, top golf, glass, wherever. We do stuff together. We work together. We have like you know group chats. We encourage each other. Um, sometimes, I, I mean, it might be in the middle of work week. I'm like, let's let's order lunch. I'll order lunch. Um, just do different things to support the staff and, and myself here. Um, let's see. What else do we do? Um, and, you know, at, at some point in time, we had some people here that didn't have that positive attitude and different things like that. And it's like, you know, you have to figure out if this is a job for you or be yeah. need to leave, you know, and at that point, once you kind of, once people figure out where they want to be, then, you know, that negativity comes down, and then that takes stress, stressors off of the staff, and myself included, so, you know, um, I think just, just working together all around, and then even when I leave here, if I need to go get my nails done, or if I need to go do something like that, that is a self-care moment for me, yeah. I think I
0: love that you're being very honest, saying that self-care can feel like a struggle. Uh, Me too. And I feel like it looks different during different parts of your life, even during different seasons or different whatever. Um, And again, that doesn't have to be perfect. I like that you're setting a boundary, Tasha, and you've got some, (laughs) you've got some blinds put up on your window. You can't be there for everyone always without eventually maybe feeling like you burn out. So I think that's smart. And what you said about the negativity. Oh boy. Oh boy. That will add fuel to the fire. If we have people who are working with babies, who maybe are learning that they shouldn't be working with babies.
2: And because they feel that energy, kids can pick up on that energy. And So if you have that, then kids are going to, they're going to make you even more irritated. And so, you know, kids are going to win the battle all the time. So. Absolutely. That's why you have to figure out what, what do you want to do? Do you want to work with kids or you want to go someplace else, but I'd prefer you to be someplace else. Don't bring that Mm -hmm. in here. Yeah.
0: And I think, I think having honest conversations about that is important. We can't just turn a blind eye and be like, well, staffing crisis, So I guess I'm just going to keep this person here who doesn't really want to be here. And we don't need to wish them any harm with them leaving. We can wish them well and, uh, you know, hope for all the success that they could ever find on their journey. But we've got to be protective of our kids. You're so right, Tasha. They read you like a book. They you cannot fake it with children. They know it they know if you want to be there and they know if you do not it just feeds into um work culture and climate so i love that you at tasha and Cherie both both brought that up as a form of self-care absolutely yeah and cindy any anything that you do for self-care what do you do to take care of yourself
4: <laughs> they're kind of all laughing i'm at a stage in my life where self-care is number one. So it's Yay. like I can say yes and I can say no and <laughs> isn't that I, I do I, feel I'm like enjoying that's life. <laughs>
0: Yay, that's so good. I love that. You know, and sometimes self-care is easy and sometimes it's rough. And it's not
4: you know in some ways it's like being a coach is my is my self-care. Yeah. You know what that's called? Yeah.
0: That's called community care, Cindy. Like we, a lot of us as early childhood people get lit up by serving others. Like it fills our buckets. Like it is a form of self-care. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But making sure that we still have boundaries and are setting limits Mm -hmm. when we need to is, it's hard, but. Yeah, I like that you shared that you're having a good self-care. That's good. Uh, well, I so appreciate all of you joining and sharing your, just being really vulnerable and sharing your experience with where you are in your journey. So. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode. And thank you listeners for spending quality time with us. Please join again as we chat about future topics to support our Nebraskan providers on their journeys with Step Up to Quality. Until next time,
2: bye-bye.